What is going on, Nets fans? It is, as always, your boy, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to another awesome edition of the Bridge to the Nets podcast right here on the Basketball Podcast Network, your number one spot to get everything you need to know about your Brooklyn Nets. As always, guys, thank you so much for checking out this episode and supporting me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly appreciate all the support. You guys have been phenomenal. This episode and everything we do here at the Basketball Podcast Network are sponsored by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure when you sign up for DraftKings to use our promo code TBPN. And as always, tell them that Neil Filipiano sent you. Also a big shout out to our other great sponsors in Raycon. When you check out to get your awesome earbuds or even headphones, because they have great options for both, make sure to use our promo code TBPN to get 15% off your purchase. And again, thank you to DraftKings and Raycon for sponsoring the Bridge to the Nets podcast and the Basketball Podcast Network. Oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to get to here. We got about six topics that we are going to discuss. So this might be one of my longer episodes so far of the Bridge to the Nets podcast. So I'm just like really, really excited to talk about a lot of these things. The Nets actually on Friday announced the re-signing of one player that was on the Nets last year. And they also announced the signing of somebody who played for the Nets uh, very recently. They're bringing back someone who's definitely considered to be a fan favorite in many ways. So I'm very, very excited about that. We're also going to be talking about a big news story involving Joe Harris. Uh, we're going to talk about the, you know, the article that was written uh, or the interview that Steph Curry did about his former teammate, Kevin Durant, and the Nets uh, trade rumors. The Nets also announced their new sideline reporter who will be taking over for Michael Grady, who has gone on to be the broadcaster for the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to also talk about a bold prediction for from Stephen A. Smith of ESPN on Kyrie Irving. And then we will finish off by talking about the Nets new statement jerseys that they released earlier this week. So guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Bridge to the Nets podcast. So let's not waste any more time and tip this one off. So we'll start with some re-signing slash signing news. So we'll start on Friday morning. The Nets announced the re-signing and signing of two players. The first one was that they announced that they had officially re-signed guard David Duke Jr. to a two-way contract per team policy. The terms of the deal were not released. So this was something that we knew already. We knew that David Duke had pretty much agreed to it weeks ago. And now the Nets made it officially Official, so that is uh, that is good. And if you want to get a little bit of a background on David Duke, in case you don't know, uh, Duke Jr. originally signed with the Nets uh, last August, August eighth of two thousand twenty-one, and had his deal converted to a two-way contract just before the start of the season on October sixteenth. In twenty-two games, seven starts for the Nets during the twenty-one twenty-two season. David Duke Jr. averaged 4.7 points a game, three rebounds in 15 and a half minutes per game. The 22-year-old has appeared in and started 13 regular season games for the Long Island Nets, our uh, NBA G League affiliate, 
And during the 21-22 campaign, he recorded averages of 16.2 points, 6.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and one and a half steals in 29 and a half minutes per contest. Duke Jr. most recently competed for Brooklyn Summer League team again in Las Vegas as he finished averaging an impressive 19 points, 4.6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1.4 steals in 28.6 games per game across 5 games. So David Duke Jr. is a guy that definitely brings us some guard depth, and he's a young guy that the Nets feel confident that they can develop. And I have and I've mentioned before how much I really trust this, uh, this Nets development team and what they're able to do. And you saw it in the G League. Um, last year, and you certainly saw it even more in the past summer league this past summer, that David Duke Jr. has certainly gotten better over time. And once he gets those minutes and gets some more action, which I think that there's a shot he might get a little bit more action this season, uh, you know, he could definitely develop into a really, really good scoring guard, which uh, it's nice to have guards that can do a little bit of everything. We know what Kyrie is capable of doing, but it's important to also have some guards who bring a little bit different dynamics to the team to create more frustrating matchups for our opponents. So David Duke Jr., not surprisingly, has re-signed back with the Nets. And again, it is a two-way contract once again, which basically allows him to go up and down between Long Island and Brooklyn without having to go through waivers. So that's obviously something I think the Nets really, really wanted to get done. Now, the other news uh, signing that the Nets announced, they also signed and brought back Cheese Slice. That's right, Chris Chioza is back with the Brooklyn Nets after he played one season this past year with the now defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors. So Chris Chioza actually comes back to the Nets as now a champion. So congratulations to him. And we're excited. Again, another, I know he's obviously a little bit undersized, but he definitely brings some energy. He does have some chemistry with a handful of guys we already have on the roster. He kind of knows how Steve Nash wants to play. And because again, this is considered to be much more of a wing league. You can see how the Nets are doing that. Uh, in 40 games, three starts over two seasons in Brooklyn, Kiosa posted averages of 5.1 points, 1.6 rebounds, and three assists in 12.8 minutes per game, while shooting 39.2% from the field. 44.8% from three-point range, and an impressive 81.8% from the free throw line. He also appeared in and started 10 games with the Long Island Nets during the 2019-2020 season. So the Nets obviously re-signed a guy that we all had a good we all knew already he was going to come back. And then you bring back a fan favorite. And the only way that this is going to make me feel even better about the Nets all season is if we can find a way to bring back Mike James, who obviously went back to Europe after last season and really, really did a great job. Uh, we saw Kevin Durant earlier this offseason hanging out a lot with Mike James. The Nets, I believe, still have his rights in the NBA. So if he does want to come back to the NBA, the Nets would obviously be the one to bring him back. I would like to see them bring back Mike James. Maybe they won't necessarily at the start of the year or anytime soon, but maybe like they did last year where they bring him in for the last 15 20 games of the season to bring us some depth depending on injuries and in certain situations like that so we shall see about that but i'm excited to have david duke back and i'm definitely pumped up to have a fan favorite in chris chioza back with the brooklyn nets so the nets were a little bit busy on friday morning just trying to round out the roster as we are very close ladies and gentlemen to media day which should be very very interesting so the nets running out the roster as we get closer and closer to training camp Speaking of training camp, we got 
some pretty big news regarding one of our premier players, and that is Joe Harris. And Nets wingman Joe Harris is fully recovered after undergoing two surgeries on his left ankle and will be ready for the start of training camp. His agent, Mark Bartlestein of Priority Sports, told Brian Lewis of the New York Post. Bartlestein confirmed that Harris has been medically cleared for five-on-five play. And uh, Bartlestein said, quote, he's doing great. He's great. He's 100%. He's in a great place. Definitely using, uh, definitely having an emphasis on the word great. So that is a, a massive, massive piece of news to hear. I did also see that Ben Simmons actually liked a couple posts regarding the fact that Joe Harris was healthy and ready to go. So obviously Ben Simmons is pumped up to have him back and everybody is. And again, you think about the fact that now you have Joe Harris and Seth Curry, two of the top three highest three-point percentages in NBA history on the same team. That's going to create so, so many opportunities to score a lot of points, especially from, from downtown. And, you know, the Nets definitely did miss Joe Harris a bunch because, you know, considering the fact he only played 14 games before getting hurt in the middle of November. And that was kind of the second big thing that happened that kind of threw the net season for a loop in, in which the team could never recover. Uh, Joe Harris's first surgery was to remove a bone particle in the ankle, and he was projected to return within 48 weeks. So, yeah, it looked like at first he was going to be okay to come back at some point during the season. But then the Nets announced in March that he needed ligament reconstruction surgery and he had to be shut down for the rest of the year. So once we got to the point where it was after, you know, six, seven weeks, you kind of had a feeling considering that we weren't getting much answers that the injury might be actually worse than it, than it was. And I, and I know that Joe Harris was working his way back and I believe he did re-injure himself while he was working out. And the Nets just decided that they were going to uh, do that. And they announced that I believe the same day that they were talking about uh, when they made the trade, when they traded James Harden to Philadelphia to acquire Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, um, and Andre Drummond. So, uh, yeah, it was unfortunate that we couldn't get Joey Buckets uh, to play a lot last year, especially that he went into last year with so much to prove because a lot of people criticized him for the fact that he came up so small in the second round against uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks two seasons ago. And he wasn't able to fully prove himself this past season. But the hope is now him being fully healthy and ready to go that uh, he can definitely bring that that really clutch and really consistent three-point shooting that we uh, we sorely missed last season. So that is great. Um, he led the NBA in that category during the 2020-2021 season by hitting, four, hitting .475 from beyond the arc. Lewis noted that Brooklyn had an effective field goal percentage of .563 during the brief time that Joe Harris played last season, but that number fell to .537 without him. So you can clearly see how much they missed him. Harris is one of the five Nets who will be coming off surgery when training camp opens, along with Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, TJ Warren, and Edmund Sumner. So a lot of guys are coming back from surgeries, and uh, all of them seem to be pretty much 100% and ready to go for training camp, which is great. There was a report in July that Brooklyn wanted to unload Joe Harris's contract, but pays him $38.6 million over the next two seasons in trade talks with the Lakers involving Kyrie Irving. However, Lewis hears that the team always planned to keep him. I know he's someone they value at the highest level. Bartlestein said there's no question about that. So that is a good thing, that the Nets really had no intentions of moving Joe Harris. They said it before. And we talked about last week about the fact that the Nets may have interest in acquiring Miles Turner from uh, Indiana. And I said before that while 
Joe Harris has two years left on his deal, including this season. Um, the Nets, if they were going to trade one of those three-point shooting guards, I think that they would most likely trade off um, Seth Curry. And again, it would all depend on what Indiana would be looking for and if they're willing to trade it anyway. So I don't see that happening anytime soon, especially now that it looks like Joe Harris is going to be here, which is great. And if you think about it at the end of the day, he's now basically the last one standing from that uh, – that, that rebuilding Nets team that was fun in 18-19. And so, you know, he has to try to see if he could carry the torch moving forward and try to help this team ultimately achieve its goal, and that is to win an NBA championship. So really pumped up that Joe E. Buckets is going to be 100% healthy to go for training camp, which starts next week. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone, yes, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use one of our promo codes, THPN, TBPN, or TPPN, to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So the next thing I wanted to just kind of briefly talk about was something that a lot of people saw over this past week, and it involves an interview that Steph Curry did uh, from Golden State Warriors on the Rolling Stones website, which was kind of a really random place I mean, I know it's music and entertainment, but still, it was like, you would have thought it would have been like on one of the typical, um, I guess you'd say that the typical news media outlets, but it was uh, the Rolling Stones uh, website. But anyway, Steph Curry uh, reportedly said, hell yeah, when Warriors considered Kevin Durant trade amid Nets rumors. Golden State, Golden State star point guard Steph Curry told Matt Sullivan of the Rolling Stone that the team would have welcomed Durant back answering, hell yeah when asked if it was ever under consideration this summer. And then Steph Curry would go on to say, quote, there was a conversation internally amongst us about if he was available, would you? Every team has those conversations, and obviously in our situation, they're going to call me and ask me, how do you feel about it? I was never hesitant, Curry explained. The idea of playing with KD and knowing who he is as a person from our history in those three years, I think KD's a really good dude. I think he's misunderstood. I think he's had certain things happen in his life that hurt his ability to trust people around him in a sense of, of him making him feel safe at all times. So all of those things, I understand having played with him and gotten to know him. I love that dude. End quote. So, I mean, there isn't much to really discuss, honestly, about this. It doesn't surprise me either that the Warriors were definitely interested. But I think in terms of what the Nets were asking for, just like with every other team, I think Golden State was just very much unwilling to make it happen. And at the end of the day, I think we can definitely all agree that the one place where Kevin Durant may have felt at least a tad bit safe and happy was his, um, at least prior to his last year in Golden State, for the most part, his short stay with the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry had mentioned it before, uh, they did everything they could to make Kevin Durant feel wanted, feel like he has to, they want him here and everything like that. And I think at the end of the day, 
Kevin Durant, one of the biggest reasons he left Golden State was because of the fact that a lot of people were saying, well, you know, can he win a championship uh, without these great players around him? And I think that's one of the bigger reasons he came to Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving to kind of prove that, that this was his team and that he would get the recognition. And again, at the end of the day, if and when the Nets uh, win an NBA championship in the near future with this, with the with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. A lot of people are going to say it's Kevin Durant's team still to this day, and Kyrie Irving probably knows that, um, or at least I would like to think so. But again, at the end of the day, none of that is a surprise. I was a little bit surprised that it was talked about so much. Uh, that, oh, the, the Warriors were interested? Yeah, well, of course, they have a previous history with him. And if there was one place that I think Katie would feel comfortable going to, it's the defending champions, a team that he's played for, and a team that he he has a relationship with with a bunch of guys. Um, but obviously, like every other trade rumor, nothing came through, and the Nets and Katie decided to continue their partnership. So not much else to say about that um, with regards to it as we uh, just continue to move forward here. So we did also get some news that I felt like kind of went under the table unless you were really looking for it. And I kind of just kind of, I came across it um, when I was doing some work for some other podcasts that I do. And I found out that uh, the Yes Network announced that they had named Megan Triplett, the Grizzlies digital correspondent as the new net sideline reporter. So here's a little bit of background on Megan. Megan Triplett, a digital correspondent and host for the Memphis Grizzlies, will be replacing Michael Grady as sideline reporter on Yes Emmy Award-winning Brooklyn Nets coverage. Yes announced on Tuesday. Triplett, a Memphis native, has worked with the Grizzlies and its team's in-house media company, Grind City Media, which I, I like that name, since 2019. While in Memphis, Triplett created, hosted, and reported year-round content, including game night productions, broadcasts on Bali Sports Southeast, and on social media channels. She was co-host of Rise and Grind, a live daily digital morning show covering sports, entertainment, pop culture, and everything Memphis. She also served as a studio host and anchor for NBC's coverage of the 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics last year. She also filled in as, is, as a co-host on NBC Sports' Brother from Another live daily talk show on Peacock, NBC's streaming service. Before joining the Grizzlies, Triplett served as an anchor and host with Lax Sports Network LSN, where she covered college and professional lacrosse for live studio shows. She also served as a sideline reporter for lacrosse game broadcast, in which Josiah, of course, owns two teams in the indoor lacrosse league and a big chunk of the outdoor lacrosse league. So I don't know if there was a previous relationship between Josiah and also uh, Triplett, but just a fun fact to uh, put in there. Prior to LSN, Triplett worked at ESPN for more than four years in Bristol, Connecticut, and Charlotte, North Carolina. During that time, she provided support with video elements for studio shows and games and also hosted digital shows for ESPNU. In addition, Triplett served as a social media correspondent for SEC Network's weekly football show, Thinking Out Loud. Triplett graduated from Tennessee State University in 2011 with a bachelor's degree in communications. So this is definitely somebody who definitely has earned the opportunity to be in one of the bigger roles that she's been in in her career. This is a woman that has done a multitude of different things. And she also brings a lot of experience in the social media world. And I think that that could definitely create a lot of, you know, 
good things for the Nets that they can adapt to that, maybe be involved in social media on the Yes Network and then Yes yes on Nets a lot more. I'd be curious to know if Triplet will have her own sideshow within Yes Network like Michael Grady did with I Appreciate You. Um, wouldn't be surprised about it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she can bring. And obviously she has a uh, a big some big shoes to fill with what Michael Grady was able to bring over the last handful of years with the Nets. But the Nets didn't waste a whole lot of time as they bring in Megan Triplett to be the newest Nets sideline reporter. And we are all looking forward to seeing what Megan Triplett can bring to an already Emmy award-winning broadcast that is the Nets on Yes. I got a story to tell you. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of One Republic and Coldplay, my two favorite bands, 100% of my lifetime. And it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to them, other than the fact that they are great bands, is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me, I've tried. They do not budge at all. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder why Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And they have a bunch of additional features. One example is noise isolation. This is something that we all crave we want to block out as much of the outside noise as possible whether we're listening to music podcasts audiobooks whatever raycon offers great noise isolation and also three customizable sound profiles just to give you the right almost perfect level of noise that you want to have in your earbuds honestly guys Raycon is the best earbud company out there, and you guys got to check out this offer that we have for you. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN, an offer you don't want to miss out on. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk to you guys really quickly about was Stephen A. Smith earlier this week on First Take had a bold, and I mean bold, Kyrie Irving prediction. Stephen A. thinks he will do just that and will put all critics to shame. And he said, quote, I got Kyrie Irving as one of my top league MVP candidates. Everybody better brace themselves. This brother is going to put on a show. He was averaging 27.4 points during last season in the 29 or so games he played. So it's one of those takes where it is bold, but how bold is it really? Because if you think about it, Kyrie Irving, we already know, is a skywalker. He's a showstopper. People go through the turnstiles to see this dude play when he's playing. We know how capable he is. But the one thing that we have to remember is that Kyrie Irving is in a walk here. And he will be a free agent, an unrestricted free agent, at the start of next offseason in 2023. Kyrie Irving knows he wants to get paid. So he's going to go out there and be fully committed, or at least this is what we are assuming, fully committed and go out there and play phenomenal. And that can only be beneficial to the Nets, and it could certainly be beneficial to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, um, 
as a duo. And if Kyrie Irving can take his game to an even higher level and average, what, 30-plus points a game and lead us to one of the better records in the NBA and really be dominant, it wouldn't be a surprise if he was up there as an MVP candidate. Uh, he was an MVP candidate during the, you know, the year where we had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. I mean, all three guys were in there. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Durant came out and had a year where he was last year before he got hurt, where he was, in my opinion, head and shoulders, the MVP front runner prior to him getting injured against the Pelicans. So while this may seem to some as a bold prediction because of the fact that Kyrie Irving will at times just do Kyrie Irving and just decide to disappear and not play in certain games. Uh, I feel like Kyrie Irving knows it, you know, deep down that he has to play in order for him to earn the money and get the money that he wants to. And I should also state this. I mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. The Nets and Kyrie Irving can agree to an extension at any point during the season. So if Kyrie Irving shows the commitment through the first 30, 41 games of the season and is not showing any signs of doing anything nuts and the Nets and Kyrie feel like they want to continue this partnership before the season even comes close to ending and before we get even close enough to training um, to the offseason and to free agency, the Nets could sign Kyrie Irving to that extension. Um, and so that's what we're all counting on. We're all hoping that Kyrie Irving really, really does commit and has a phenomenal year. And if Stephen A ends up being right, I don't think it'll be that much of a bold prediction because it is Kyrie Irving. And we know from a talent a basketball perspective, how phenomenal Kyrie Irving is, but it is something to keep your mind on and keep thinking about as we now are into the middle of September and the season is still well more than a month away, but you know, a bold take from Stephen A, and uh, it seems like that he definitely wants to see Kyrie Irving put in a lot of work, as all of us here as Brooklyn Nets fans and supporters. So we come to the sixth and final thing I wanted to discuss here is, like I said, we had a lot of different things to talk about on this episode of the Bridge to Nets podcast. The Nets, earlier this week, unveiled their all-black statement jerseys. So the Nets, as we already know, they have their home and away. They, uh, they did their classic one, which was the uh, Stripes and Stars uniform we talked about prior. And now the Nets have released their statement jerseys. On Tuesday, Nets unveiled their statement edition jerseys for the 2022-2023 season. They dubbed it Street Style. And this was what I got from the Nets website, kind of describing what the Nets uniform is going to be. The bold black-on-black design, which it's basically black and black, uh, with a little bit of white slash gray so you could see the outlining of everything, uh, was inspired by the classic uniform of New Yorkers and is a forward-looking take on the team's core icon uniform that was first unveiled 10 years ago when the Nets moved to Brooklyn. The uniform features the Nets wood, wood mark across the chest outline in platinum with the team's signature herringbone pattern running down the side of the jersey, and shorts. And then we have a quote here that I wanted to read to you. Quote, 10 years ago, the Brooklyn Nets made history as the first NBA team to wear black and white as its primary colors, said Andrew Carson, Senior Vice President of Brand Marketing, Strategy, and Solutions at BSC Global, parent company of the Brooklyn Nets and Barclays Center. For New Yorkers, black has been the uniform for decades. It's chic and for many represents edginess, sophistication, and elegance. We're proud to continue that tradition as we enter the Nets' second decade in Brooklyn with a new twist on the classic icon 
uniforms. That is pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. To celebrate the uniform and highlight timeless New York fashion, a group of New York influencers and Nets fans reimagined their favorite all-black outfits by incorporating the team's newest jersey. Drawing from sports, fashion, and music, the campaign features Darnell Bernard, Nevermind, without the E, Bohan Phoenix, A-Y-Y-D-E, Mr. and Mrs. Whammy, and others. Fashion photographer Richard Massau shot the looks in locations throughout Brooklyn using a candid street-style aesthetic. And one last thing here, the Nets will debut the Statement Edition uniforms on the court at Barclays Center on October 21st at home against the Toronto Raptors, and we'll, we'll wear them each at at each of the team's Friday night home games as part of this season's Friday night live events. Friday night live games will, will return to Barclays Center this year, featuring elevated in-game programming and special fan giveaways, building on the connection between the fans and the team while celebrating the best of Brooklyn culture. Whether through music, fashion, art, or lifestyle, the Nets will wear the Statement Edition uniform a total of seven times at home this season. And you can check out what games they will be on the Nets website. So the Nets now have their classic uniform. They have their statement. And to be honest with you, I actually think the statement looks pretty cool when you really look at it closely and you look at the detail and all that. I think it looks pretty cool. And now we're basically down to, I forgot what it is. I don't know if it's the alternate uniform that they're going to call it. I forgot the name that they were going to use. But a lot of reports are leaning towards the Nets are probably going to go with the white Basquiat for that third alternate jersey. It's not confirmed yet. I feel like in another week or two, the Nets will announce that and we'll go from there. But the Nets did unveil this past week their statement, all black street style uniforms. It's going to look really, really cool. I'm excited to see it. It's a great honor for the first decade that the Nets have been in Brooklyn, really emphasizes the black more than anything. And again, the first time you'll see these edition uniforms will be on October 21st against the Raptors and will be uh, will be worn every Friday night home game in Brooklyn. So excited to see those uniforms as well as the stri stripes and starts stars. And obviously in the very new future, we will see whatever the final alternate uniform will be. And then we'll know the uniforms that the Nets will be wearing for the upcoming 2022-2023 season. And guys, Media Day is just a couple of days away. We will definitely be giving you all coverage on Twitter at Bridge to Nets and also on Instagram at Bridge to Nets. And we'll obviously cover it here on the podcast as well. But we're getting closer and closer with a lot of new and also returning things happening here with the Nets. And the closer we get, the more excited I'm certainly getting. And I can't wait for this season and everything else to get underway.